and shifts to the draft. And I'm gonna make a few. I'm gonna make a few phone calls and see what we can make happen. No, absolutely. And um, one of the things that I'm interested mm-hmm. in, particularly with the NFL draft. Mm-hmm. Is what number two Tagovailoa is gonna wear in Miami? Because third, because <laughs> thirteen is already retired. We yes. have Dan Marino. Yes. So that's like, is would, he gonna would sw- Dan give him the blessing? I think it's already in the raft. You know, it's already in the. Does it matter? I think so. Okay, I have a question then because. By the way, I've met Dan Marino before. How did that go? Super nice guy. Everybody that meets him says he's like the nicest guy, and I believe him. He's a very nice guy. Also, all it takes is one. Another tidbit about Dan Marino. Mm-hmm. No matter who he throws a football to, whether it's a little kid, an 85-year-old man, a professional <laughs> athlete, he's going to throw the ball just like he threw it in the pros, 100 miles an hour. That's one way to throw. And I believe he said, like, I'm never going to change how I throw for anybody. And I'm <laughs> like, well, Dan, you, you know, you could break someone's finger. <laughs> no, you could ruin that kid's face. Yeah. You could absolutely shatter that kid's face. But you know what? Like we were talking about before, standing, mm-hmm. standing up for something of that you believe in. Of course. Just like Dan Marino does. Um, <laughs> sorry to get off. Topic. I don't know if he would. I don't know if he should have stood on that one, but I, I do agree. You got to stand on something. Yeah, you got to stand on that. Um, but I think the main thing that I kind of want to talk about when you was talking about Dan Marino's number, um, I was trying to think of when it's been done before because I'm an Angels fan, and just a quick, t- just a quick little test for you. Who's the best player, um, not currently playing for the Angels that's played for the Angels? Position player, because clearly I would have said Nolan Ryan, but position player. Like currently in the MLB? No, that's oh. not currently playing for the team. Like if you had to say who's, without looking at today's team, who is like historically the best Angel position player to play? As an Angel fan, I, I clearly had like two names, three names kind of in my head. Was it the center fielder, uh, Tory when he was on the Twins? Oh, so you was thinking Tory Hunter. Tory Hunter. Okay, so I was thinking another outfielder, but he's over to the right, and I'm thinking Vladimir Guerrero. Oh, I forgot he played for the Angels. Vlad Guerrero was number 27. What number is Mike Trout currently? 27. So. Did the Angels retire uh, Vlad? Yes, but Mike was already Mike. So that's why they're not going to tell Mike, go change your number. However. Oh, that was already. Okay, that was So this is my situation. Larry Nance Sr., his number is retired in Cleveland. When they traded for Larry Nance, he gave his son 22. So that's awesome. Actually. I'm just oh nothing beats that. I don't think anything in Larry Senior's life beats that. His son, his son getting to play that's that's amazing. Getting to play where he used to play in his and they had, and they had the retro jerseys from when his dad played. And then you see Nance Junior is the same number. I'm sure nothing beats that. That's insane. Ho- hopefully we get to see Bronny and LeBron play on the same team. I'm trying not to jinx it, but I want to see that happen so badly. Oh, absolutely. So badly. And I hope Brown would Brown would probably like reach levels that is at that point. I think for me, Brown might become the goat in that moment. I'm not even going to lie to you because to hold on and literally hand your crown to your son is insane. That's it's insane. I don't care how many rings Brown has ever won. That would make Brown the goat. He literally held down the fort until his son took it over. That's insane. And then he can hand it to his brother. And you look at bro, it this like, is crazy. And you look at it like this, um, you know, in 2022. <clears throat> The draft rule, I think, is going to change. They're going mm-hmm. to move it to 18 instead of 19. Right. So I think Bronny's 14 right now. Mm-hmm. I still think Bronny will do a year in college. We could talk about that too. Le- LeBron's 35. Mm-hmm. So let's say it's five years from now, four mm-hmm. and a half years. I could see LeBron playing till 40. He doesn't. For sure. He's only averaging like 25, 11, and, and 8 or some crazy thing. Like he's so On ridiculous. He's so absurd. Uh, and this <laughs> is kind of in a down year. Like this is Bron not going 100%. No, he. 
he's like, I'm just going to save it for the playoffs, and I don't blame him. I couldn't blame him any less. We we talk about players and that do this a lot, and we're we're gonna try to not end the show without talking about the national championship tomorrow. But oh, um, sure. this is actually a, probably a perfect time to bring it up. But we talk about people who pace themselves throughout throughout the year and things like that, and that's something that over the last couple of weeks I've been just talking about, and I don't think it was ever brought into consideration throughout the course of the year because it's college football and we understand every win is important, things of that nature. However. The more and more that I watch games from earlier this year, the more and more I believe that Trevor Lawrence was waiting for this moment. Put it to you this way. If Tua had for some reason gone back to school, Mm -hmm. I would not be opposed to the Dolphins not drafting anybody this year and then using all their picks next year to trade up for Trevor Lawrence. Okay. I, I feel that's like, how high you are on Trevor Lawrence. I feel I th- I think he's generational. I think he's the best mm. quarterback prospect since Andrew Luck. That's just my opinion. Uh, I see. I don't know. I, and we we talk a lot about being in the moment here, and and we've in this generation we've gotten a chance to see some craziness happen. Um, however, the only thing that I'm somewhat going back to and like I said it's hard for me to say and somebody can absolutely say that it's nowhere near but just on the outside looking in and doing my history the, what Trevor reminds me of is Peyton Man is Peyton Manning absolutely yeah I he, see it too. he exceeds Andrew Luck even for me like he's looking like he's Peyton Manning with wheels yeah and, and on top of that like you said because he's so young I think people are looking at him like if we get him that's 20 years yeah what is he 19 20 right now I don't think he's 20. He might be 19. It's insane. He won a national championship his freshman year. As a true freshman. As a true freshman looking, playing absurd in a tough conference. I mean, you know. Kansas City's on the board. Kansas City is finally on the board. A 17-yard pass from Patrick Mahomes to Damian Wilson. Excuse me, Damian Williams. Uh, I said 17 yards. Yes. So it is now 24-7. It is a 17-point game. Patrick Mahomes is on the sideline currently talking to – I think he, I think he's talking to Andy Reid. I'm not really sure about the about, uh, way that the camera is. Um, but he sees something. I don't know what he sees in that defense, but he's definitely talking about their secondary. And, uh, yeah, as I said, they, they put their first points up on the board, 24-7, nine minutes and 55 seconds left. Um, but going back to this, this national championship conversation, Trevor Lawrence does – uh, giving Peyton Manning vibes only because he seems like it's it's a general consensus. Like I think even with the Andrew Luck situation, some people some people brought up injuries. I think even even with him being in college with the RG three situation, it was was he more reliant on his legs? And I think the reason because of that that year, and I'm gonna continue to pat myself on the back. In the words of Max Kellerman, if you don't toot your own horn, sometimes there's no music. So I'm gonna continue to toot this horn. I like that. Shout out to Max. Shout out to Max for sure. Shout out to Stephen A. Shout out to Molly. Absolutely. <laughs> Definitely um, shaped me and I'm sure our generation. Um, shout out to Skip Bayless too. I can't do that. Um, can't get with that. But yeah, go on. <laughs> I'm gonna say shout out to Skip because he started first take with uh, yeah. Stephen A. But um, I think the reason why I say that and I bring up Andrew Luck and I bring up RG3 is because when I was looking at that and I was saying who the best quarterback prospect was, I said Russell Wilson. And everybody was like, why? I was like, simply because you guys aren't talking about him doesn't mean he's not there. Like, I never understood it. And it was three things that I specifically remember. Everybody asked me who should win the Heisman. And I said, I know people are going to look at me crazy, but, and and it's, it's crazy that everybody wanted to, wanted to make it a race thing. Everybody was like, 
they expected all the black I was in high school. I think it was my senior year. They was they expected all the black people to go for RG three and all the white people to go for Andrew Luck. Right. And when it came to me, they were like, Well, who do you think should win the Heisman? Do you think RG three should win the Heisman? I was so firm on a no. And it's just how crazy everybody else was like, So you want Andrew Luck to get a Heisman? Da, 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 da. I haven't even said anything about Andrew Luck. I actually <laughs> think Russell Wilson should get it. And everybody was like, What? Why? And I'll go back to a specific play, but it doesn't matter. But I always went back to a specific play against Ohio State. Just the poise that I saw from him, I was like, he's different. He's built different from those other two guys. He's going to last longer than those other two guys. I said, you know what? If nothing else, I said he should be the number one pick before Andrew Luck, and he should go before RG3. I said neither one of those things are going to happen. Let me explain something to you guys, though. He will win a ring before both of them. You know, uh, I still believe to this day that Andrew Luck is, if he had stayed healthy, Mm -hmm would go down as a top 10 quarterback of all time. He was absurdly good in the NFL. I don't blame him for retiring. He was a football player, like, for sure. He's one of the, what we talk about with Trevor Lawrence, he was a football player, for sure. It wasn't like, just a quarterback. Just the numbers he put up with terrible teams, I mean, for around sure. him. You know, no disrespect to T.Y. Hilton. Uh, it's not T.Y.'s fault. When you no. talk about terrible team, you're talking about a defensive line that can't that can't create pressure. You're talking about an offensive line that can't protect him. Oh, Oh my God! So it was horrible. It was horrid, and and he was taking that team to the to the AFC championship. And I applaud him for you know doing what's best for him and his family. But the league is worse off, in my opinion, for him retiring. I'm not gonna say worse off because when you mentioned top ten quarterbacks, the thing that I was thinking about was that at this point, that top ten is getting. You know what it's starting to look like to me? It's starting to look like that top twenty five or top fifty rapper list. There's a lot too many. Uh, we have thirty people in the top ten quarterbacks of all time. We have a we have so many names in that top ten, and if we truthfully put them on paper, I'm not sure Andrew Luck ends up in that. top Well, if he like you said, if he had a full career, possibly. Um, but I think a lot of the names that we talk about as great quarterbacks, if we put those names on paper and rank them in the top ten or top twenty, we would ha- we would look at number twenty and say, wow. He's, or we would look at 21 and say, wow, he's on the outside looking in. I'm not 100% on that. For me, uh, in terms of the generation after Aaron Rodgers, like mm-hmm. any quarterback picked after 2005, for me, it's Russell Wilson and Andrew Luck, unless I'm forgetting somebody off the top of my head right now. But those are the two. Wait, you talking about leading up to now, too? Because I think you can name a lot more. I think you can name Patrick Mahomes right I'm now, say- Deshaun well, Watson. Well, I'm saying, like, body of work completely. Oh, uh, already, already. Because yeah. um, I think Lamar Jackson, obviously, is going to get there. I think Mahomes. Uh, and we're talking about just quarterback? Yeah, I feel like, to me, after. Drafted after 2000. That's a good one. After 2005, I mean, that's when Rodgers was drafted. For me, I would take. Uh, Luck and Wilson. I hate to say it because I know people aren't gonna want to like talk about it too much. When was Joe Flacco drafted? I think like 2008, something like that. Joe Flacco has a 10 and 5 postseason record, and he has a Super Bowl ring. It's it's a shame he was so bad the last years of his like even this year past year the past few years. But exactly. In his prime, he was a really really good quarterback. And that's the thing. He was never one of those that was gonna take. That was gonna like. Ryan, knock you off with his numbers. A Ryan Tannehill type in terms of he's he can't be the best player on the offense, in my opinion. For sure. For he sure. He has not. to be surrounded by but he can absolutely do damage if he's given the right team around him. And I think that's literally what I was trying to essentially encapsulate yeah, with, with yeah. what he is. 
Um, and again, this game right now is eight minutes, eight and a half minutes from halftime, and it's still twenty-four to seven. Houston has one timeout. Kansas City is working with two, um, and I believe that we are looking at a punt, at least on a, a punt on the way from uh, Houston. So Kansas City will have uh, another chance to go ahead and chip into that lead. Um, but all this quarterback play, I think we would in Heisman talk. I think we would be absolutely remiss and downright negligent to not have the next name fall out of our mouth be Joe Burrow. Um, yeah, I have no idea what to make of Joe Burrow. I, I don't think thank you for saying that. This has ever been like seen where look, he wasn't a bad quarterback last season. Thank you. Nice, but he was maybe a little bit above average. He he wasn't anything. The past three years, I mean, the guy was average, maybe a little bit. And now, okay, to having Whew. one of the best quarterback, maybe the best college football seasons as a quarterback ever. I mean, you don't see that. <laughs> So can we so can we talk about why we're seeing it? Because I wish people would just I don't think it's as and I don't want to sound like I'm taking away from Joe Burrow because he's a great player. Um but like you said, I look back to his body of work before this year and I'm like, this is the same guy that played UCF last year. So or two years ago. So why I think it was last year. So why or well, last season but two years ago. So why is this hype train around him now? And I didn't understand it and the more and more that I looked at them this season and the more and more that I looked, granted, he does have to go out there and make the plays. All this brings home for me is that Joe Brady went to the went to the college ranks uh, and yep. they cannot figure him out. That's what it looks like to me. To me, even in the next three years, they're not going to look that dominant. No. But when Miles Brennan, if Miles Brennan is still the one that takes over after Joe Burrow leaves, Miles Brennan is going to be one of the best quarterbacks in the nation as well, simply because of Joe Brady. He's a mastermind. Um, I know, look, even for me, even with the hip injury, I think Tua is still the best quarterback prospect in the draft. Just my opinion. Joe Burrow is a very good player, but it just concerns me a little bit that he was that average. No, I agree with you. For three years. The reason I'm not going to say he's a one-year wonder, or I guess he is, but not in the sense that he's going to be bad in the pros, mm-hmm. is because how good he is this year. Right. Like, you, like I could understand if he had, like, a slightly better year, then mm-hmm. I would say, okay, maybe it's all a farce. But the fact that he was so good this year, I don't think there's any way he's worse than, like, an above-average starter in the NFL. I'm not going to lie. He might, equ- he might equate to that, but this is not <laughs> – I'll put it this way. This is not Madden. On Madden, I got drafted by the Bengals. And <laughs> – Right. It, it sounds funny, but I had Joe Mixon and I had A.J. Green and I had a, a solid defense, not a great defense, but I had a defense to where I knew they're not going to allow 30 points. They may allow 27 and I got to put up 28, but it is what it is. So, like I said, this is not Madden. I think we went 13 and three my first year. I love Zach Taylor. However, I have to realize that when I look at these these statistics from real life, this is not the Zach Taylor that's on Madden that I'm playing no. with. That I'm playing for. So that brings me back to a similar situation. I'm not rooting for Joe Burrow to fail, but I think Joe Burrow has a really rough first year. You know, for me, when I watch Joe Burrow, one of the things that I see is oh, and by the way, Kansas City just scored. Okay. There you go. Five yards from Patrick Mahomes to Travis Kelsey. And we have ourselves a ball game. And they did that in 30 seconds. Beautiful. That drive was 30 seconds, by the way. That's what's scary about the Chiefs, man. They could score so quickly. They scored in 
They've scored within two minutes of each other. Go ahead. Continue. I'm sorry. But in terms of uh, his arm strength, I mean, I know arm strength isn't the end-all, be-all. I mean, look at Drew Brees. He doesn't have good arm strength, but he's one of the best ever. <laughs> um, but Burrow throws a lot of ducks, man. Like, even in that game against, uh, what was it? Toward the semifinal game? Was it Georgia they played? The four, Oklahoma. Oklahoma, that was it. He threw a lot. Like Some of those passes, I'm like, man, if you throw that, that Harrison Smith is picking that off in the NFL. <laughs> like, But I still think he's going to be an above average player in the NFL. And that's what we'll, we'll eventually, I guess the jury is way, uh, out and we'll kind of have to wait to see. But he, I can't get over that Vanilla Vic conversation. That Vanilla Vic joke. That is still like dude. Somebody said one that of the after, funniest things in the world. Too. When Daniel Jones first got put into the game <laughs> against Tam- Tampa Bay when he took over for Eli, and he had like two rushing touchdowns or whatever he had. <laughs> Danny Dimes, Vanilla Vic. <laughs> I'm telling you right now, when I watch the national title game tomorrow, I do not care whether Joe Burrow takes off or Trevor Lawrence takes off. I'm Van- gonna scream Vanilla Vic. They're Vanilla Vic. That's I'm doing it, it right it. away, instantly. Um, but I mean, when when we talk about this quarterback matchup. Because of that, I love Ed Orgeron, and I love just... I, I love Ed, too. For sure. His voice sounds like every morning he pours motor oil into a bowl and puts, like, bolts and nuts into the bowl. I was just about to say that he chews screws. Yeah, and that's what he eats for breakfast. His, that's his morning cereal, motor oil and screws. And it's, it is a beautiful thing to watch. It's a beautiful thing to watch. I think that, like, he might take screws out of his own head and eat those because some of the, I'm serious because some of the things that coach O does the average person even the average player will look and be like what's that dude's problem and I'm the opposite person on the on the opposite side of the television like I don't even know him and I would run through a brick wall for him oh, I love so that. I see why why people want to you know what I mean chop Absolutely. up their their third toe for him they're willing to do whatever to win for coach O so as much as I would like to say just historical purposes i would love for coach o to get this one and do it this way but going back to the quarterback conversation i just think trevor lawrence is built different from joe burrow and and something we also he was there last year he's been at this stage before and i I think he's been waiting all year long to get back to it because he knew based on the competition he was going to play in the acc outside of that texas a&m game that sec team i think he was kind of looking at this year like I just want to get through this. I just want to not get hurt, get through this. I can care less about the Heisman. Because I think without a, without question, Trevor Lawrence could have put up numbers if he was playing in the fourth quarter of 70% of those games. 100%. He could have put up Heisman numbers. He did. He wasn't worried about that. Everybody kind of panicked earlier this year because he was throwing some interceptions. Right. Which I think also that is another story because I talked about it last week. I think that Alabama game beating them the way that they did and he tore up that Alabama defense, which all those pr- exactly. So I think that made him a little more willing to take those risks at the beginning of the year. And once he's seen it, it didn't go. I think I said by week four, week five, he was like, "Okay, I think he's let me get into cruise control." He's, uh, I forget the weeks, but he, in the past, whatever, he had twenty-two touchdown passes and only zero interceptions in his past. It's insane, it, you know. So, so when he goes streaking like that. Like, and I'm not even going to lie, coming into this year, I wanted to see, um, I, I'm just a Jalen Hurts fan, so I wanted to see Jalen Hurts do well. But coming into this year, I've said that Chase Young was the best player in the nation. Um, I think I said that last year as well, coming into the year. But just looking back, it doesn't even matter, but like early in the year, I was just looking at different teams and I was like Ohio State. 
that's the team that I'm like, that's the team that everybody's going to have to work to beat. And granted, when they played Clemson, I was like, this is going to make or break it. I'm going to know right now because I think my national champion is Ohio State. And if Clemson gets past them, that tells me a lot about Trevor. And to see them pull that game out the way that they did, I was like, and oh, you, Trevor just LeBron the entire college football world. And and Justin Fields is probably a top five pick next year, too. Insane. And like, he did not, it with a bad will. He's not like some bum, like, you know, <laughs> he's probably going to be a top five pick in, the, in next year's draft, assuming, you know, most likely, I guess you could say. But he's not. At least top eight. I'll say top eight. Somebody in that top eight is going to go get Justin Fields. He can. He's a dual quarterback, and especially seeing teams like um, Baltimore, Houston, Kansas City. You got these dual. Um, excuse me, uh, Buffalo, um, Seattle. You got just these different teams that they're looking for that quarterback that can do both. So I, I don't see why you would let Justin Fields fall out of the top ten. Um, you know what? I was going to wait, but let's do it now. We have four minutes before this next break. Give me the score and give me your national champion. Uh, I'll say LSU 41, Clemson 27. Mm. That's where I'm not. Okay, so that's where I'm trying to figure out how I'm going to do this. Be, simply because I feel like. Just to go, go back to what you were saying, mm-hmm. the reason I did that is I just mm-hmm. don't think any team is going to stop Joe Brady's Joe Brady. offense with Burrow playing like this. I, I'm i telling you, man, it's something about Trevor Lawrence. I think he just has a certain type of aura about him that good things just continue to happen to him. And Kansas City just scored again. <laughs> Six more yards to Travis Kelsey from Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes. And it's about to be twenty-one to twenty-four, just like that. And it, it's still not. It's half-time. still not halftime. It's still not halftime. So they just scored three touchdowns, and I, I want to tell tell you guys the timestamps. Kansas City, Kansas City scored their, scored their first touchdown with nine fifty-five to go in the second quarter. Then they scored their second touchdown with eight oh five left, and now they just scored their third with six thirty-seven left. <laughs> oh man, that's wow. And now Patrick Mahomes is 9 for 17, 98 yards, and has three touchdowns. Travis Kelsey has two of those. Um, <clears throat> going back to what you were just saying, has Clemson put up 30 points in a game this year where the other team scored more than 24, more than 25? That I'm not sure about. Because I think even the game against Ohio State, I think it was 27-23 Clemson. However... I'm thinking, and, and this is maybe just be my gut, and I don't know whether it's just maybe w- wishful thinking. I tell my dad, I told my dad at least for the past couple of years that Clemson is strong because of their defensive line and how they make quarterbacks not find a rhythm. So because of that, I want to say 28-27 Clemson. I could see that. 28-24 Clemson, something along the lines of that. However... This is where I said I don't know if it's my gut or whether it's just wishful thinking. I want to say that we have to see Clemson outscore somebody. And I think this might be the game. So I think I don't think it'll be as high as 40, but I think Clemson will have to eke out like a 34-31 game. But I think it's going to be a close game regardless, but I'm just trying to figure out in my head whether it's going over 30. And 
I would love to see Clemson put up 30 because that way I think they'll shut up a lot of people. We put up 30 points and had to outscore Joe Burrow in that offense. So if they do that, I feel like they answer a lot of questions. Me personally, just the way that my brain works, how football has proven itself to me, I'm looking at like a 27-24 Clemson win. And I, you know, I wouldn't be shocking to see that just because of the fact that they have Trevor Lawrence <laughs> and they got, oh my God, T. Higgins. <coughs> Amari Rodgers is forgotten. Travis, excuse me, Travis Etienne, I said last week, will be, <laughs> what is going on with me? Will be the best running back of his class. And I think I'm going to stand by that. It, it It's going to be, uh, is, by the way, is Cl- uh, Clyde Edwards Alaire playing? Uh, yeah, he's supposed to be playing. He is so DeAndre slippery. Swift is coming out this year as well. He is so slippery, man. That dude just does not get tackled. I think it has a lot to do with that offense. Like I said, just that offense in general. They have so many pieces, and Joe Brady has made have has made all of them weapons. They've been pieces before. Now they're all weapons. And that secondary is crazy. Grant Delpit might be one of my favorite players. Just Christian favorite Fulton. to watch. Um, Patrick Queen. It's just a lot of people, man. LSU has a lot of people, which is why if Clemson pulls it out. And and the game is gotta in, have a different conversation. in New Orleans, right? If Clemson pulls it out, we have to have a different conversation about that about that program. Well, if Trevor Lawrence wasn't God already in Clemson, he's he's certainly going to be now if he wins. <laughs> That's no doubt. If you guys are just joining this show, you guys are listening to Talk That Talk on 91.5, the Rebel HD2, KUMV Las Vegas. I am your host, Terrell Chatterbox Emerson, in studio with Scarlet and Gray Free Press sports writer, Salim Dweck. And we'll be right back after the short break. Snap, Facebook, or the Gram. Hit us up at the Rebel HD2. Think carrying 10 or 20 pounds of extra weight isn't much? We went to a park, handed 10 and 20 pound sandbags to people age 45 to 60, and asked if we could follow them around. 10 pounds makes a big difference. Oh, I definitely felt in my knees. A few extra pounds each year can cause joint pain and lead to serious chronic diseases like diabetes and heart disease. Wouldn't you like to drop that weight and stop picking up more? Visit hhs.gov slash one pound at a time to find out how. Obesity happens one pound at a time. So does preventing it. Brought to you by HHS and NIH. Understanding the many things in a mother's life affecting her pregnancy is important. You can help improve the health of all mothers and babies in Nevada by completing a Pregnancy Risk Assessment Monitoring System survey about your recent pregnancy. Also known as PRAMS, the survey is from the Nevada Division of Public and Behavioral Health and the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. The survey asks new moms about their experience before, during, and after pregnancy. Responses are confidential and used to help improve the health of mothers and babies in Nevada. If you receive a PRAMS survey, please share your story. Learn more at nvprams.dpbh.nv.gov. That's nvprams.dpbh.nv.gov. This message sponsored by the Nevada Division of Public and Behavioral Health aired in cooperation with the Nevada Broadcasters Association and this station. A Nevada prepaid tuition contract locks in tomorrow's college tuition at today's prices. Just listen to what this contract holder had to say about the Nevada prepaid tuition program. This is Diane Sessions, a program officer at the university. 
a grandmother of three. I purchased a contract for each of my grandchildren. I will save over $97,000. Families of newborns can still enroll in the Nevada Prepaid Tuition Program through June 30th. A Nevada prepaid tuition contract can be used at any eligible higher education institution nationwide. Go to nvprepaid.gov. That's nvprepaid.gov and enroll today. Tomorrow's tuition, today's prices. Sponsored by the Nevada Prepaid Tuition Program and aired in cooperation with the Nevada Broadcasters Association and this station. It only takes a minute to find out if you may have prediabetes. And you can do it at doihaveprediabetes.org. But you're probably not going to, are you? Kids, work, listening to the radio. You're busy, which is great because busy people can't get prediabetes. Oh my, I read that wrong. <laughs> they can. Should have worn my glasses. So visit doihaveprediabetes.org and take a short test because prediabetes can be reversed. Brought to you by the Ad Council and its prediabetes awareness partners. The Rebel HD2. Welcome back. Welcome back to Talk That Talk on 91.5. The Rebel HD2, KUNV Las Vegas. I am your host, Terrell Chatterbox Emerson, in studio with Scarlet and Gray Free Press sports writer Salim Dweck. <clears throat> and we've been giving updates on this Houston Kansas City game all morning, or I guess you could say afternoon long. And currently it is 3.44 left in the second quarter, left in the first half. And it is 24 to 21. Houston had a 21 to nothing lead, if I recall correctly. Um, actually, let me hit that back. I think they had the 24 to, yeah, they did. They had a 24 to nothing lead, and Kansas City has scored 21 unanswered points. Um, this is what's interesting. So, normally, I've already given you guys an idea of what my dad's, uh, or excuse me, I've told you guys what my mom's tip in was for today. Um, and if you guys missed out on that, I want to actually read it one more time because it's really, really powerful. Words are free. It's how you use them that may cost you. Um, this is what's interesting. My dad sent me something. And I think this is this is beyond crazy to me. This is his tip in for today. And his tip in is. Or actually, for every 32 teams, for every 32. Does that make no for all for all 32 teams in the NFL? My dad went ahead and recorded all the records over the last decade. And this is his tip in for today. Do you want to have some fun right now? Oh, absolutely. I always this is this is insane because I I'm not even sure how. I'm not really sure how he came to do this or why he came to do this but i'm really really happy that he did just just for giggles <clears throat> right who do you think is at the top of this list and who do you think is at the bottom and what i mean by that is who do you think has had the best record over the last decade and who do you think has had the worst record over the last decade you want to go yeah, absolutely. Oh, no, I'm saying I'm going to let you go ahead and pick that. Who do you think has had the best record over the last decade and who's had the worst? Uh, as far as NFL quarterbacks? NFL uh, teams, just in general. Oh, NFL teams. I would say the best record over the last, would you say 10 years? 10 years, yep. Okay, the past 10 years. Patriots? At 125 and 35. And the worst team, I mean, just it's got to be the Browns. 42-117 and 1. So that's one, and then that's 32. However, the 30 teams in between is where I get absolutely, like, 
I'm, I'm stunned. So your Dolphins are tied for 26. You guys were 69 and 91. You nice. guys were tied nice. with nice. the Titans. Yeah. Ironically enough. But you guys are sitting just above the Jets and just below the Giants. So I don't know how to feel about that. I'm I'm very happy we chose to reset, man. Yeah. Oh my gosh! Did you guys choose to reset? Absolutely. Like we, cause they, okay. yeah, it was tanking, but it was also like they had so many big contracts tied into like dudes that, I mean, they had, they were paying Andre Branch like, <laughs> like come on, man, like. They had to empty. You have to build from the ground oh up. You had to build the foundation. You know, now we got like undrafted rookies in the secondary. Nick Needham's going to be a superstar. Probably not a superstar, but he's going to be a solid corner. Going to be a star for your team, at least. He, he's a really good corner. He's an undrafted rookie out of, who was it, Utah State? Uh, I don't even know where he's from. See? But he's really good. I can tell you that. <laughs> That's all that matters at this point, right? When Xavier Howard went down, he's been our number one corner. And, and Xavier Howard can play. Oh, he's great. Yeah. He can definitely play. You know. Is I want to looking at these numbers are kind of interesting. Um, the Raiders are at twenty eight at sixty three and ninety seven. Um, this is what's interesting because the Rams switched it up toward the inner toward the latter part of the decade. But could you ten years ago they had Sam Bradford? Yeah, that feels let that like, sink in. That feels like <laughs> let that sink in. Oh man, ten years they had Nick Foles this decade. Yeah, uh, Jeff Fisher. Jeff Fisher. Jeff Fisher could ruin anything. At this point, I think don't you want him as a never mind. Uh, you don't want him as a quarterback coach? Absolutely not. You sure? You know who's going to be our Dolphins quarterback coach? Who? Jim Caldwell. Oh, he uh, because he was supposed to be the quarterback coach this past year, but he had a health <laughs> issue, so he stepped away from the team. Hmm. But now the Dolphins hired Ch Chan Gailey to be the offensive coordinator. Uh, but yeah, going back to what you were saying. But yeah. Oh I, no, that's interesting because I'm happy Jim Caldwell is getting a. First of all, if He's great. You mentioned Tua. So, uh, trust me, being a Packer fan, we talked about the Lions. If Tua does go to Miami mm. and Tua does have a great, you know what I mean, a great rookie season, if, assuming he does play or, um, <clears throat> excuse me, let's say he progresses at a rate where he gets the chance to play at all and in any capacity the next season, that'd be great and that'd be a big move for the team. So, I wonder how much how many other looks that will get Jim Caldwell. Um, I'm happy that Brian Flores and his coaching staff obviously great. made a move like and something like that. I definitely like uh, Coach Flores a lot. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. The Rams are 21st on this list at 73-86-1. and one. Um, we, we talked a lot about Phillip Rivers. At least we talk about a lot about Phillip Rivers on this show. And I've just been one of those people to where, not that you root against the person, but I think all sports – commentators have a player or a team that you just don't believe in and it hasn't like it's not i don't think you're a bad guy or anything i just think anytime your team has to rely on you they're gonna lose and that's been philip rivers for me you know philip in, in a way in his career he kind of got a little unlucky being that he played at you know the prominence of both brady and peyton manning in the same in the same conference. even roethlisberger to a lesser yeah, degree yeah ben roethlisberger uh i don't know uh, anyway, <laughs> you can keep going because even the NFC, he's latched to Eli Manning. He's latched to Drew Brees. Phillip Rivers loses in a lot of arguments. I will have to say, like, I would say he's still a he was a better quarterback for his career than Eli Manning. My, better statistical, better statistical quarterback. Yes. I'm, I'm just as saying, far as production. I, I Eli went. I'm just saying you, you give Phillip some of those Giants defenses. 
I'm not gonna lie, Philip has had a lot of things that Eli hasn't. Yeah. Philip has had a LT. Eli never had that until he had skate Saquon and he couldn't move. Yeah, Eli is pretty much. He's he's done. He, he's cooked. I feel like he's done. He should. Uh, yeah, he, he's done. I feel like he's done. And 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 it's it's respectful in a way for me to tell you that you're cooked because you've been playing for what 15, 16 years. Just let it. I mean, what is he like? Almost forty now. 39, 38, 39, 39, something like that. Yeah, so it's it's normal. I mean, like Brady, forty two years old. That's not the norm. Like, not the norm at all. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. So Philip Rivers and the Chargers are eighteenth uh, on this list, seventy seven and eighty three. Um, I'm trying to talk about some playoff teams that's still in the mix right now too. The Niners are fifteenth on this list. They're right above five hundred. They're eighty, seventy nine, and one. Um, the Houston Texans are tied for 14. It's a three-way tie for 14th. It's the Vikings, the Colts, and the um, Texans. The Texans and the Colts are 82 and 78 respectively, and the Vikings are 81, 77, and two. So, let's see. And now this is where I, I'll do the last 11, um, only because that's the way that it shook out since there was a three-way tie at 14. But 11 is the Dallas Cowboys. At eighty six and seventy four, that I'm not sure that that matters. No. If you guys don't make the playoffs, I don't think I don't think anybody cares. No, no. Um, so I just tell you real nice. But um, it's funny how the NFC always shapes up because the very next team, the tenth team, is the Eagles, and they're one game better. They're eighty seven and seventy three. You know, it feels like for my entire life the Eagles have been good. I feel the exact same way. And I think that's because we, as kids, we were growing up watching Donovan McNabb, Donovan McNabb. and having his heroics and probably having favorite people like um, like uh, Brian Westbrook. Oh, Brian. Or Brian Westbrook was one Brian of my Dawkins. favorite people. Like, and Brian Dawkins. Those were two of my favorite people that just watching the game of football, I was like, I just really like those those guys. Um, and then not to mention, you said T.O. when he came on later on. Todd Pinkston. Todd Pinkston. Freddie Mitchell. Freddie Mitchell. <laughs> Fourth and two. I know. I don't want to do it. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to do it. I'm a Packer fan, and we're going to talk about only Packers at this point. All right. <clears throat> Excuse me. That's, what I, that's all I want to talk about. And really quick before I go ahead and talk about these last nine, there's one minute and five seconds left to go in this first half, and Kansas City has the ball at Houston's five-yard line. Incredible. I mean... And that's what's so scary about Mahomes. Like it can be that quick, that that quick. The game can, you know. I'm not even sure what's about to happen right now, but real quick, yes, sir. What Super Bowl do you want to see? What Super this year? Yeah, like what if you had to pick like from these remaining teams? What what do you who do you want to see in the Super Bowl? Obviously the Packers, I know for sure. But in um, <clears throat> I'm gonna be honest, I. I would like to see Kansas City and the Packers. That'd be a great game. Only because, only because I've heard people say that Aaron Rodgers is the best to ever do it, um, talent-wise. And then they said they always felt that until Patrick Mahomes came along. So I've always to to give a wrestling to give a wrestling theme. I'll to shout out to Ric Flair. In order to beat the man, you got to. Or in order to be the man, you got to beat the man. So I truthfully feel like Patrick Mahomes, if you're the new Aaron Rodgers, keep him from winning another one. You know, Patrick <clears throat> Mahomes is generational great player, but I, I'll always go back to something Tom Brady said about mm -hmm. Aaron Rodgers. Mm -hmm. If you put Aaron Rodgers with the 
Patriot system, he'd for throw sure. for 7,000 yards every season. And he would have 10 rings. I would love to see Aaron Rodgers coached by Andy Reid. Oh, man. Could you imagine if he had Andy Reid? I know Andy Reid with the clock management, but could you imagine with Andy <laughs> Reid instead of Mike McCarthy? And, and, he, and he still got one of the mic. And, and he, he still, still got one of the mic. Exactly. So, you know. I think Pat Shermer could let me not let me not jinx it, but I think we could truthfully have any coach, and I think Aaron Rodgers would still be Aaron Rodgers, which is why I'm on him so much. And you pointed at the screen, and I was trying to wait before doing it, but for the third time in this quarter, Patrick Mahomes has found Travis Kelsey for another touchdown. Travis Kelsey has had touchdowns of five yards, six yards, and another five yards, and Kansas City just took the lead, extra point pending, but it's looking like it's going to be 28 to 24. This is a crazy game, and we're missing it. But by the time halftime is over, we will be watching it. So it'll be over and we'll be done with this show. Um, but it's looking like with 40, less than 45 seconds left in the first half, Kansas City has their first lead, 27 to 24, extra point pending. Um, let's go ahead and run down these last nine. And tie for ninth, um, both teams at 89 and 71, you have the Falcons and the Broncos. The Broncos is a little interesting. Because we, we forget with Peyton and then uh, Tebow. I, Who was before that too? In 2010, did I don't, they have another one before that? Did they have? Was Cutler still on the team at that point? Cutler, Cutler might have started the year with him, the decade with him. I, so I it was Cutler, Tebow, Tebow in 2011. I I I remember very clearly when Steeler I game. where I was when uh, Demarius Thomas stiff armed Ike Taylor into oblivion. <laughs> I'll never forget where I was. Can we talk about that too? Certain things from different sports. Like we'll never forget like a like a crazy crossover or a crazy dunk. When it comes to the the players under review currently. Interesting. So we're not sure exactly what they're reviewing, but they are reviewing the play. They have taken the points off the board. We'll see what happens down there in Kansas City. Um sorry to interrupt you. No, you're all good. No need to apologize. We um that's the update that we needed. Um it's just something about NFL stiff arms. I just I don't forget them. You see LTS has some of the nastiest stiff arms I've ever seen in my life. Derrick Henry last night with uh, Earl, Earl Thomas. Thomas? When they said that he stiff armed him so hard, he turned around and came <laughs> and became a blocker for him. I was like, wait a minute, wait, I just wait, because oh my gosh, I understand why Earl Thomas turned around, but when you realize Derrick Henry never broke his stride, it's just hilarious. I, I love watching Derrick Henry run the ball for sure. He runs so upright. He has the best. Uh, the, I I've said it on the show again. He has the best stiff arm since LT. Six. And 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 keep in mind, Marshawn Lynch is here. That means I look at Marshawn and I still think because Marshawn has so many other ways to beat you, I think Derrick Henry goes to the stiff arm a lot more than Marshawn does. That's the only reason why I think his stiff arm is better because he relies on it more. But Marshawn Lynch, he's running over you. He's hurdling you. He's doing a thousand different things. Derrick Henry just wants you to get away from him. So that's why I think that. Um, but these last seven, I'm pretty sure you could you could guess a couple of these. But the Chiefs are seventh at 96 and uh, 64. The Ravens are sixth with 98 uh, with a record of 98 and 62. This is the top five, all 100 uh, plus winners. The Saints at 106, uh, excuse me, at 100 wins and 60 losses. The Seahawks are fourth with 100 wins and 59 losses. The Steelers are next with. 102 wins and 57 losses. Shout out to Mike Tomlin. Great coach. I'm going to say that one more time. Great coach. Shout out to Mike Tomlin. Shout out to, to Antonio Brown as well. Are we doing that? 
Nah, probably not. But no, I, I say you're. He's a he's a Floridian, and you're a Dolphin fan. So I mean, maybe. You you looking forward to his album? I am not. But what I will say, him and Odell are gonna start drop a song. <laughs> what I will say is the song that he dropped was more. It was sonically more sonically pleasing than I anticipated. Telling you, man, whatever Antonio does, you know nobody nobody freezes their feet better than him. Nobody. God, this guy. That's your guy. Anyway, um, the the call was upheld. Kansas City has a twenty eight to twenty four lead with forty four seconds left in this first half over the Houston Texans. And I got to get to this second team because the second team is my team, and it's the Packers. And we are one hundred two fifty six and two behind the, the greatest Patriots. quarterback of all time, which is Aaron Rodgers. He's he may be the best. He's not the greatest. He's not yeah. the greatest. Greatest is greatest is, is accomplishment, and he's he's not. Yeah, because championships come with that. Brady's probably Brady's the Brady's the a greater quarterback than Aaron Rodgers for sure. But is he a better quarterback than Aaron Rodgers? No. No, I think A. Rod's the best ever. <sighs> I think so. But see, as I said before, and this is where we can we can pick this conversation up because I want to get everybody's opinion on it. Um, we're about to go into this last break, but we need to have a serious discussion for this last fifteen minutes about who's going to end up higher on the all-time list, Drew Brees or Aaron Rodgers. Because I think one of them is going to fall significantly. And we'll talk about it when we get back from this short break. 91.5 The Rebel HD2. 7,000 high school students drop out every school day. If you stack their desks one atop the other, it's a pile more than 17,000 feet high. That's 12 Empire State Buildings. But what's truly scary is that another stack is going up tomorrow. We can keep students in school. Visit BoostUp.org and take the first step. Brought to you by the U.S. Army and the Ad Council. Welcome back. Welcome back to Talk That Talk on 91.5, the Rebel HD2, KUNV Las Vegas. I am your host, Terrell Chatterbox Emerson, in studio with Scarlet and Gray Free Press Sports writer, Salim Dweck. Um, <clears throat> right before the break, I was just posing a question for the last 15 minutes. I want us to kind of play with the idea of what it is. And it's just been something that I've had to come to grips with. And I wasn't expecting to come to grips with, especially at a time like this. Um, but it hit me probably when the season started that at the end of the day, you're going to get somebody who... Or I shouldn't even say somebody, but you're going to get to a point to where you have a conversation with somebody and quarterbacks are going to come up and the ranking of quarterbacks, uh, they're going to come up. And I think we need to have a serious conversation. And I, I tried to avoid it for a really long time being a Packer fan. We had to have a serious conversation about Drew Brees and Aaron Rodgers, because how many um, Super Bowls has Drew Brees gone to one, I believe. Two, one, two. How many has Aaron Rodgers gone to? <clears throat> one, I believe. Right. Both of those gentlemen have gone to one and won their one. Not only is one of them, if not both of them, going to retire with one ring, they're only going to retire with one appearance. And that's going to hurt them. Like, Eli's going to have two. 
Russell Wilson has to. Which goes to show you. Something's like, something's gonna be said about that. Which goes to show you like I mean Peyton has two. But you know, I would you know, I would he's infinitely better than his brother. <laughs> like But but Eli has the same two. Robert Ory's got like what? Seven? seven. He's got seven. And Bill Russell has eleven. Yeah. Well, they were like eight teams back then. I completely agree. And every time I say that I'm a hater, but it doesn't matter. Dude, he he was playing dudes that like used to like were at were at the factory before the game. I was just about to say they had day jobs. Yeah, like, and they were my height, and that, that doesn't count. No, absolutely not. Well, I shouldn't say they don't count, but in 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 average sports conversation, you're not bringing up Bill Russell as the goat. I mean, I just I don't think Wilt, it's happening. Wilt is the only one I could see like still being incredibly dominant today, because he was. I don't know, man. See, now, now we're breaking off into something different. Yeah, because let's, I let's look go at, back on topic. <laughs> I look at as skinny as what was, and I don't know, man. Cause he could bench like 450, man. I'm not denying that. I'm talking about – but still, if that's the case, then how come Bill Russell – okay, see? You're going to make me say something. Bill, Bill Russell. Listen, let's, let's – Let's just move, let's let's move, move on. on. Let's move on and let's go back to, to Aaron Rodgers and Drew Brees. We have a little less than 15 minutes left in this show. Um, both, Like I said, both of them have gone to one. And at the end of the day, I think one of them, like I said, if not both of them, they're going to retire with that one appearance. And that's all they're going to have. And as a Packer fan, like I said before, I can't keep defending Aaron Rodgers as the best quarterback to ever do it, regardless of talent. When the numbers look like that, you have to go to another one. And I kind of don't want to be that guy, but you have to win it. Listen, I, you know, aside from. Aside from Tannehill, I mean, I hope Green Bay, I got them, man. I mean, I, I don't know, man. And I think it just could be the way that I'm, that I'm Cause, cause conditioned. Se- but I, seeing Tennessee in the Super Bowl is weird. The season you guys had was so Because you guys went 13-3. and three, mm-hmm. But I didn't think you guys that played that well. Like We didn't. That is, we played bad. 13-3. and three. And we're 13-3. and three. And that's why I think. It, it would be interesting to see like a Tennessee Green Bay Super Bowl only because I don't think people expected to see it six weeks ago. No, I definitely didn't. So I think it'd just be it'd be interesting to see. But I remember specifically when um when it might have been Cleveland and Golden State in the finals, and I brought this up on the show before because the person who does um who does uh, my theme song, shout out to uh, Taekwon Griffin, shout out to Two K One G. And um, he's a Celtic fan. He's a Celtic fan. He's a Steeler fan. He's a Dodger fan. So I tell him all the time, you're used to the sports landscape looking a certain way. Winning. Yeah, and you're yeah. used to usually being at the forefront of it. So I told him, like, the year that Cleveland, I think, in, it was either Cleveland and that might have been too late because we were in high school. So I think it was Dallas and Miami. And he was like, it just looks weird. Like, the finals looks weird. And I told him, you're a Celtic fan. I, look. Even as a Heat fan, I mean, that's like I'm spoiled in that regard because D Wade when I was when I was young, very young, and then the, we had our four straight years to the finals, got two rings. So, you know, I consider myself very blessed <laughs> for the Heat. I'm sure you do, and there's no reason why you should feel like you're anything outside of blessed when you look at the Heat, simply because they've given you guys, I would assume, as a fan, almost everything you've ever wanted no and it's you know they've only really been bad in the past in the past 15 years they've had that one year where they were 
They won like 15 games and they got Michael Beasley. Shout out to Michael Beasley. Uh, see, we, we talk a lot of on this show and Michael Beasley, I, I thought he should have been the number one overall pick that year. I did think that. Well, you know. Uh, <laughs> I'm never saying that on, on, on air again. I'm never saying that on record again. He was amazing at Kansas. And it, it, Kansas it's just, State? Kansas State. Kansas State. I just didn't. It's just the Derrick Rose thing. It wasn't that he, and I. this is the reason why I felt that way. I wasn't sure if it would last. Because the way that he was bouncing out of the arena, I was just like, I don't know if that can last. And and it didn't, but he's still, even on Detroit now, he's a really Oh, no, he, he should have been number one overall pick. He's, he absolutely should have been number one overall pick. Um, but, yeah, in terms of sports fandom, it, you know, it can bring a lot of uh, a lot of joy to your life if things mm-hmm. go well. But if you're like a Dolphins fan or a Browns fan, it's kind of like masochism, you know? Like, <laughs> like it's to be honest with you, like I said, certain being a fan of certain sports teams, you kind of ask for it. Like my dad's a Cowboy fan, so just certain things that he goes through, I kind of look at him and I'm like, is it worth? Is it worth it? Like I, I asked him, is, is it worth it? And of course, he looks at me being a Laker fan and looks at me, are the Pacers worth it? I mean, yeah. You well, got a good point. Did he try to raise you a Cowboys fan? <laughs> I actually, this is interesting. Because if my if first so. favorite team was the cow was the Cowboys, and then I realized as I got, I was like five or six, and then I realized as I got older, I liked the Cowboys only because he did. My favorite color was green. I found out a team had green in their name, and I was like, I'm running with it. That's my new favorite team. Yeah, man. Kids, and then I met Brett Favre, yeah, yeah. and I was like, well, not literally met Brett Favre, but I was oh. introduced to the idea and the legend that is Brett Favre, and was like, I like the green team. That's like, yeah. That was literally how it came about. But you he know. tried to make me a, a Cowboy fan, no doubt. I had Emmitt Smith jerseys. I was, I wanted to be a running back. Yes, that was that was me for sure. Emmitt Smith. I remember that roast of Emmitt Smith, the Comedy Central. For sure. Funny. And and even speaking about fandom, my dad, when, when it came to um, Emmitt being a Cardinal, he was like, we love Emmitt, da-da-da-da, but we got a cracker. And I kind of looked at him, and I was a kid, and I was like... <laughs> <laughs> that's your that's one of your legends and he was like i understand but he's wearing red he doesn't have a star on his helmet and i didn't understand it until i saw brett Favre in that purple people eaters yeah and i was like does he have a viking helmet on i was like dad i get it i get every part of it because i told my dad the cardinals aren't even in your conference in your division so to see Favre twice a year i told my dad the things that i said at that moment I'm so happy that there wasn't anybody around me recording because I know I said some things that were. I was hurt <laughs> as a true fan. I was hurt when when Jason Taylor left the Dolphins to go to the Jets. Oh my! It hurt. Favre was a Jet too, so don't do that. Oh yeah, Favre was a Jet yeah. <laughs> with Jason Taylor. What are you What are you doing? You know, I'm so happy the show is almost over. Uh, once again, there's five minutes to go in this show. You guys are listening to Talk That Talk on 91.5, the Rebel HD2, KUNV Las Vegas. I am your host, Terrell Chatterbox Emerson, in studio with Salim Dweck, who is a sports writer for the Scarlet and Gray Free Press here at UNOV. We are recording live from the Greenspun Hall, which is also known as the basement on campus. Um, Salim, man, I-, I can't thank you enough for, for being here. I can't thank you enough for talking sports with us. No, thank you for talking having life me. with us. Thank you for having me, man. I'd love to be on the the show more often. Hopefully, the podcast will get something going. Absolutely. I mean, um, well, 
it, like you said, it, all, it only takes one. So all it takes is the first time for you to come down here. You know where we are. Um, anytime you want to be on the show, just reach out. Anytime I want you on the show, I'm definitely going to reach out. Thank you for um, bailing me out in a time like this today because I was – I don't know what happened. I don't know what, what what I was thinking about this week or what kind of was planned. I had all my lists and all my notes and everything ready. I looked around and was like, wait a minute. Who am I doing a show with? Because I was thinking and I was like, that person hit me either last week or earlier this week and was like, I'm out of town. And I don't know if it just never registered or what happened. But like I said, I'm extremely happy. I know you're always down to talk sports. I know you're always down to talk some dolphins. I know you're down to talk, talk Miami life, sports. Talk life, man. Talk life. Absolutely. And we, we got to have you on for the podcast, uh, the OD podcast. Uh, we wanted to shoot last night, but uh, I don't know, man, doing overnight security shifts. I was up for 25, 26 hours. And then when I finally did get to sleep, I slept for like 13. So where'd you do security? at? Uh, I'm actually at a titanium shop currently. Um, it, it usually switches, but I'm at a, a titanium shop right now, um, which in it, it that job in and of itself needs to be talked about on the podcast because the things that I can do at that plant and then can't do at that plant based on what can blow up at that plant. <laughs> That's wild. Is ridiculous. Is ridiculous. Like to the point to where I can't keep these pins in my pocket really? because if this is exposed and this hits the ground and the wrong thing comes in contact with this, this, that entire bungalow could blow. So that's just to put a, a, a little bow on what I do in terms of overnight security. But um, again, like I said, I couldn't thank you enough for being on this show. Man. There's so many different things that I wanted to talk to you about. And we don't have to hold man. off until next time. Thank you for having me, man. It was fun. Um, again, Kansas City hosts a 28-24 to 24 lead over um, the Houston Texans at halftime. We do have Seattle going to the frozen tundra. I heard it's supposed to be 21 degrees tonight. Oh, I, and it's going to be snowing? I, I haven't seen this. I haven't seen if they said anything about snow yet. But you know, growing know. up growing up in South Florida, like, like snow games are my favorite thing because we don't, like, people, my cousins from up north, they always thought I was, well, I'm not going to say the word on air, but <laughs> they were like, dude, you're crazy. Like, why do you care so much? I'm like, do you not get that this is like a person from Nebraska seeing a hurricane? That is a good point. Well, not as destructive. I don't want people to die. I understand what you mean. Yeah, you got. <laughs> I, I understand what you mean only because as a person from Inglewood, California, coming out here, <laughs> I, I said this on the show before too. Somebody called me when it, when we had the snow and was like, "Bro, is it snowing over there by your house?" And he lives maybe thirty minutes from me, and I was like, "No, bro, it's not snowing by my house. Relax." And mid morning, I get up to go to the bathroom. I walk by my living room. I look out my front door, and I was like, I had to call him back and was like, "You know what?" I apologize. It last, is snowing yeah, out here. Last, last February, man. I was like, it is snowing out here. Yes, we do have snow in Green Bay. There's a 90% chance of rain, and it's already 26 degrees. So you know what oh. that means. Once it hits the air. Beautiful. Beautiful. Whew. So we're going to be playing in the winter wonderland tonight. Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers. Um, I, I feel like that Seattle has beaten us a lot. And it just clearly it's been at home because they're one and nine in their last 10 trips to Lambeau. We're going to get the ball and we're going to score. That's that's <laughs> that's just the way that I'm hoping Aaron Rodgers is. But like I said, Aaron Rodgers has a thrill for the dramatics. And I feel like he likes putting themselves putting himself in that position at times. And that's where my frustration grows with him. 
Um, but yeah, I mean, at the end of this night, we will know what the what the championship game lo- or what the championship games look like next year or excuse me next week. And in addition, we will be less than twenty four hours or about twenty four hours away from that national championship game between LSU and Clemson tomorrow. Uh, anything else that you want to add? Yeah, follow me on Instagram. There it is, Salim underscore Dweck. There it is. You want to go ahead and spell it out real quick? S A L I M underscore D W E C K. There it is. Follow me on Instagram. And you guys know where to find us. You guys know where to find this show. Until next week, keep on talking. Rams in the city, y'all. Got special guests, got breaking news. Come talk to talk with Chad Fox.